when you're in a downer, that's fucking amazing times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, but it's like, that is, what I feel when you learn most about yourself. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, it's when the mirror is up and you're like, okay, sick, cool, reflect, introspect. Like, what am I, what's there to, to learn and take away from this? Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to my now third episode of my Learn With Lyle's podcast. In this episode, I talked to Jetta, who was a surf instructor at Wave House, which is um, the camp that I stayed at, the surf camp that I stayed at while I was in Bali. In our conversation, Jetta talks about how he's always had the travel bug and why the corporate life wasn't for him and how he's been able to find happiness in living simply. Um, He also talks about embracing the ups and downs of life and meditation and not caring what people think. This conversation took place one night at the camp. Um, We were outside with a rice paddy beside us and geckos squeaking and people pre-drinking in the background. Um, It was a really cool environment. I definitely recommend Wave House to anyone who is interested in doing a surf camp. Um, I really enjoyed having this conversation. In a lot of ways, Jetta kind of sounded like um, my therapist, Danielle, who, if you've read any of my blog posts, you know that I really love her. Um, So yeah, I really enjoyed having this chat with Jetta, and I hope that you like listening to it as well. He's been on a really cool life journey, and it's super interesting to hear about his experiences and his perspective. Um, And in the least, I feel like you'll at least like his super cool South African accent. Um, Yeah, so thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode of my Learn With Laws podcast. Thank you for being my third um, person on my podcast. Cheers. I feel very honored. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I have no idea how this will go because my first episode was with my mom and then my second one was with my best friend. And I basically knew like exactly what they would say, but I don't know anything about you, so... This yeah, we haven't really conversed that no. much, huh? No, I okay. haven't had a lesson with you either, True. so... should so, definitely yeah. have a lesson before, before yeah. you go. Yeah, I only have two more days, so... Sick. We'll figure it sad. out. Okay, so for um, our listeners, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? So, like, your name, where you're from, what you do? Okay, so, um, yeah, my name is Jeddo, and I'm from... I grew up in Cape Town, South Africa. Um always wanted to travel but never had the means to do so until I finished school and then first job got the opportunity to go work on a cruise liner as a photographer Mm. um, which was an interesting way to see quite a lot of the world in a little time and span of time and then um, from there um, ended up going to study in Belgium graphic um, graphic design Um, but halfway through um, realized that I did not quite agree with the morals and the ethics of advertising mm. um, and also didn't get my residency renewed so I was kind of forced to go home in the end where I then yeah spent a bit of time back home discovered marijuana <laughs> got really <laughs> yeah. involved in that lived with really good mates and yeah. had like um, a really good time just surfing and hanging out and mm-hmm. then 
realized I needed to start getting a bit more serious and mm -hmm. started an office job, which I enjoyed the work, but yeah. hated the, the 95 drill. Yeah. Which then ended up having me go to Hanoi to teach English with no plans. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, and yeah, that's a bit of, was a bit of a whirlwind. It ended up just turning into three, almost three years before um, I knew. And then didn't get to surf much, so I moved to Indo. And from there, it was a bit of bouncing back between here and Sri Lanka. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm. Interesting. So what was your office job? Um, I was doing front-end web development okay. and design. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good because it was a lot with what I was studying. Mm -hmm. Except um, it was without the whole marketing side of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you did like university in Cape Town and then in more Belgium. in Belgium. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. So I did like a year and a half there. Mm -hmm. And then because yeah. my dad, um, my dad lived there. So it was easy to kind of hop on over. Yeah. Get the European experience as well. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Yeah. So did you always have like that kind of travel bug? Like wanting to go yeah see the it's, world? it's always been burning inside of me like since a young age um funny enough actually so obviously as i said it, it wasn't really an option or a possibility and then um i was able to get this gig like working as a photographer and it just was like mm -hmm. sick okay this is my step in yeah step out at least <laughs> yeah yeah so where are all the places that you've lived in um, so it's Cape Town, um, on a ocean liner for six months, mm -hmm. um, and then Belgium for a year and a half, and then what is it, Vietnam for like two, two and a half, almost three years. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Bali and Sri Lanka, it's been a mix between the two for the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And do you go home, like at all in between at um, these times? not that often Vietnam I didn't for the whole stint um, and my mom funny enough she used to um, my dad and her used to travel a lot um, before mm -hmm. I was born and then my mom was just still traveling a lot until I was born and they never did and yeah. then because I never went home she was like uh, yeah I'm coming <laughs> to Vietnam because um, if you're not coming home so yeah oh wow yeah so you traveling kind of made her want to travel yeah it got her out again yeah it got yeah. her because she was like i think she's always wanted to but she's just never kind of like you know put in the effort into to doing it yeah um and kind of always being at home and like married and stuff and then she actually just came out of a divorce where we were talking a lot and it was kind of helping her like break out of that mm -hmm. and um and then she was just kind of liberated she's like screw it i'm i'm coming to visit you yeah and yeah it's been really really good that's cool mm. has she gone anywhere else um she actually she ended up loving vietnam and she used to be a kindergarten teacher when she was um when i was young and then she ended up um she, she was like screw it i've got nothing back home i want to yeah. come do this and she ended up moving to vietnam like oh my gosh just after i moved to indo yeah wow. and she ended up working there she went to um thailand then for i think the rest of the time like almost just over a year or something mm -hmm. 
and had like a really good time and then she got a little bit sick and then ended up having to go home mm-hmm. yeah wow so you have like a nomadic family like always yeah i guess i guess so yeah and your dad's in belgium you said he yeah he was in belgium he's married to he's got a dutch wife Mm-hmm. So lived in Amsterdam for a long time, moved to Belgium, and now he's living in Cairo. I don't know why. Wow! Yeah, oh I don't know gosh. why. Like, wow, that's so interesting. Made the jump there, yeah. Wow, do yeah. you have siblings? I do. I've got a, um, a sister that's three years older, and then mm-hmm. a brother that's six years older. They both married. Um, my sister's got a boy and a girl, yeah. and my brother's got a boy. Yeah. Cool, and where do they live? My brother's back in South Africa still. Um, mm-hmm. He moved up north of South Africa to like Pretoria because mm-hmm. um, his wife's from there. Um, they're moving back to Cape Town soon, I think. And then my sister just recently in May, um, she moved with her family. They moved up to Eng- London somewhere, south oh. of London, yeah, oh south of somewhere, yeah. So your family is like literally all over the world. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so cool. So scattered abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Do you get to see your um, your niece and nephew very often? Niece and nephew, right? Mm, I don't. No. No, unfortunately not. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got a we've got a little like WhatsApp group going where yeah. they keep spamming all the you know cute photos and videos yeah. and yeah yeah that's I nice. just send surfing photos yeah <laughs> that's all I've got to give yeah well that's like cool <laughs> for them the to piece. see like their uncle like yeah. doing cool stuff yeah. Yeah, interesting. Definitely. So how long have you been working here? Um, Wave House, it's been just over three months now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, getting the hang of things over here. Yeah. It's good. And you're liking this kind of like travel and work and being a surfer dude kind of lifestyle more so than the corporate lifestyle that you were once in? Um, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, the traveling has been really good, whereas mm-hmm. um, now I'm kind of wanting a bit more solidarity and like being a bit more settled and all of yeah. that. Um, and this has been a really good opportunity to, to be able to at least know like, cool, for the next year at least I'm solid, I'm staying here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just to be able to build more, you know, lasting relationships and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that's true. But yeah, I can't do the corporate thing. I think I'm a bit too, yeah. um, bit too much of an anarchist for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I just get a little bit bored by it, mm-hmm. and I feel it's too like it ties you down. It like yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's it's very much it's a uh, there's like a, a culture about it. You know, like you have to like it, it doesn't allow people really to be individuals you know they need mm-hmm. to conform to a certain culture to fit within their working role mm-hmm. and at the end of the day you end up spending so much time yeah at work that you become that you know mm-hmm. um that you need to to kind of conform to yeah that is like exactly how i feel mm. and it makes me really sad because i feel like so many people it's like you're living for saturday and sunday yeah but then it's like well most of your time is monday to friday and like like where you're at work so if you're not happy at work then that's most of your life mostly not happy yeah 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 it's um especially with just 
being in this role like mm-hmm. the last few years it's obviously the guests most of the guests that we get are mm-hmm. people who are in corporate situations or working yeah. you know like 95 jobs who all kind of come to break away and and, yeah. and they also just like man like um it's just it's so much and you end up just all you can do is you spend your money on you know buying things um that you don't need or being in the city you're going out and like you know mm-hmm. blasting it all on booze because yeah you've got so much to kind of let out after a week yeah. of, you know yeah for sure just all the yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah there's there's i don't think there's any right or wrong it's like you know i mm-hmm. think that's suits a lot of people you know it depends on what yeah. you value most i guess in life do you value um, more freedom or more safety you know yeah absolutely. and it's just it's 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 a trade-off between the one and the other mm-hmm. yeah yeah like i can see the appeal of like having a nine-to-five job and i know like some people yeah the stability is much mm. more important especially if you have like a family and like a mortgage and Definitely, all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. but like at least for myself, like, at this point in my life, like, not having those responsibilities, I'm not sure that I'm wanting to, like, jump into that kind of corporate life. Yeah. So. Yeah. Was there um, any, like, pushback from your family when you kind of jumped into this this life? Um, so, there, I remember when I went back from Vietnam, it was, my brother, brother was getting married, so I mm-hmm. um, ended up going home for that. And at that time, I think I was 26, and um, and I remember coming home, and um, my godparents, because I was kind of staying with them for a while, they were like, okay, Jay, it's like, it's time now to, you know, yeah. you've had your fun, done everything, but it's time now to get serious and settle down and like, you know, mm-hmm. um, because everyone your age is doing that yeah and i was like yeah it's um a lot of them are doing it but it's mostly final it was either those who had really found a partner who they fucking love with everything yeah or it's most who just kind of stayed at home never left and are just kind of bored and finding a partner in order to you know for the sake of having someone you know, yeah not being alone and mm-hmm. and just kind of settling you know and it's, it was like i remember when we were traveling like quite a few like a big part of my um sort of friends like all traveled a lot and worked and lived abroad and everything and and w- w- we kept getting just like you know everyone's like i guess you kind of get used to the life you live you know whatever mm-hmm. that is um but everyone's just always like oh you're living the dream like you know i mean it's like and i was just like man everyone who's back home wants to go live this life you know mm-hmm. but they they just can't step out you yeah know? something's mm-hmm. still holding them back to do so um or it's something they don't desire and that's why that fits perfectly yeah. for them you know mm-hmm. so um yeah there was pushback but now it's like think they've just given up yeah 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 or uh, slash joining you like i feel like yeah, your mom yeah. is like all in on it too my mom that's cool oh man my mom's super supportive super yeah. trolled like um man my mom no she's she's amazing mm-hmm. um uh my dad's also super supportive of it actually yeah um 
Well, yeah, he's the thing is, off in Egypt, so... <laughs> I don't want to change the course of this conversation no, no, here, it's okay. but it's... My family's never been too much about, like, um, you need to achieve certain success. and There's never mm-hmm. been that pressure. It's more yeah. been, like, a religious kind of okay. pressure of, like, cool. This is, you know, you got to stay within the, the gates of Christianity kind of thing. Yeah. And that has been more, like, the real challenge of breaking out, you know. Mm. And that was where, when I moved to Vietnam, it was, like, the most... It was just... I think that's why I ended up also staying there for so long without thinking, but it was just because it was such a, like, looking back on it, it was such a liberating time where um, there was no external influences of, like, what I need to believe, you know? Yeah. It was just... Um, Vietnam in itself, it's, it's like, um, predominantly Buddhist, mm-hmm. but the people don't really practice it. So it's not yeah. like... And there's no real, like... Um, like you don't listen to the radio watch the tv or see everywhere it's like christianity and you know all like different religions like being kind of like i don't want to say propagated onto you but it's like yeah. there's you know there's a lot of that or like family or friends or community that's like ooh, like you need to kind of you know like kind of pressuring you you're kind to of follow. pressuring you in a way to like you know mm-hmm. believe that and then you go like well fuck everyone's like believing this like am i wrong like yeah you know you start questioning it whereas when you have that total freedom it's like you can just like i found it was a very like in a way introspecting kind of time and space mm-hmm. where I was able to kind of just more look inside and find what i find is my truth you know yeah, yeah. oh i love that that's cool <laughs> i feel like in like the two seconds that i have been on my own here at the camp for like just a few days like i feel like i can see how you would find that because yeah like in being here like at home i'm always either like with my sisters or with my parents or with my friends and always asking for their own opinions and like what should i do and like what do you want to do now like how do you want to spend like the next like couple hours but here it's like i don't know anybody and it's like the time is all my own and like i don't have yeah. any responsibilities yeah. and it's so interesting to like think oh like what do i want and like what mm. yeah like what is my own personality without yeah. the influence of everyone else's opinions yeah so it's cool that you are able to like just be on your own and just yeah. know yeah. yourself i remember it was my first trip to bali actually back in 2014 or 15 i can't remember um I was still, you know, like very like travel, travel to like go mm-hmm. and do stuff and see everything and um, everything was very exciting and fresh and um, and I had met these um, two Dutch girls and we were, we just kind of met and then we ended up like going from one place to the next and we were, you know, we ended up doing almost this like whole like holiday together mm-hmm. and there were then these other two guys that also joined in from Portugal and Sweden and it was just it's when the first time I kind of started realizing like whoa wh- what do I want to do you know because it, yeah. you know how when you travel in big groups it's like everyone's just like it's like what, where are we going to go eat or what do yeah. we want to do mm-hmm. and everyone's got like you know everyone wants to do something different and it takes like an hour to just like agree on like cool let's go here do that you know mm-hmm. and I remember on that holiday it was just the whole time like and it was just like okay guys like cool we're just standing around not getting anywhere yeah. it's like 
I want to go there. I want to do that. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So you guys decide if you want to join me or not. Yeah. But if not, you can do whatever or just come along and we go. Mm-hmm. Just do your own thing. It's mm-hmm. easy. If mm-hmm. other people are on the same, like, you know, on the same train, sick. Yeah. Enjoy it together. Mm-hmm. But if they're not, do your own thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's simple. There's a lot of freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting, like, how far away we've gotten from that. Mm. Like, just thinking for ourselves and, like, doing our yeah. own things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've realized that, like, I feel like I'm so much of, like, a compilation of, like, the opinions of like the people closest to me yeah like a lot of the actions that i do it's like i'm weighing in what my parents will think and my friends and like just doing that yeah but yeah yeah, and being alone it's like yeah no it's like what does caitlin want to do yeah yeah so you're just living that life (laughs) i don't know jenna i'm trying to figure it out you know i know i'll be all uh yeah so much to figure out you think you've got it (laughs) yeah you realize, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. There's so much to figure out. Yeah. Do you ever think that, like, you'll go back home to South Africa and, like, start a family and, like, settle down or whatever, mm. whatever that means? I'm, I love South Africa. And mm-hmm. I, man, it's it's one of the most beautiful places. and mm-hmm. But I guess it is more a place that I can see myself going back to if, uh, if or when I do have like a family yeah but I, I would still I think in the end I don't really care where I end up mm-hmm. um, it's more just I don't think I'd love to be able to like have one more than one place that I can bounce between like throughout the year you know yeah not be fixated in one place yeah I think that kind of like um weirds me out of it sometimes and that's also mm-hmm. what was the thing with the old, with the office job it's a bit yeah. like that permanence you know mm-hmm. like it's shit okay I feel like I'm locked down yeah and and that wigged me out of it mm-hmm. as whereas here it's it, it is a, it's a year but this is like something I've always wanted and yeah I feel like I guess also here compared to home home you have to have a car there's like all these things you know everything's so far apart in a way whereas here life is simple man you've got mm-hmm. a motorbike you drive like you know say 30 minutes an hour and you're on the other side of the island yeah just waves everywhere in between mm-hmm. for me like i think my life will always be centered a bit around surfing yeah and if there's good surf and yeah that's kind of easy and back home there there is good surf but it's it's also it's just so far up far away oh yeah it's like yeah yeah once you get started on surfing i feel like it's so addicting oh man it's so addictive yeah Yeah. like it's only been a few days for me but now i'm just like oh my god i don't want to leave this camp and not be surfing every day yeah yeah so yeah it's a it's a good healthy addiction yeah definitely can fall into it hard yeah. If you weren't a surf instructor, what do you think you would be doing? Um, I really enjoy photography, although I've mm-hmm. not, like, given it any, um, any time yeah. effort. But it's, it's when I did it, I, man, I loved it. And then um, all my equipment got stolen. And then it was oh. like, yeah, um, after that, there was just a lot of transitions and um never got to like buy the equipment again and mm-hmm. um 
yeah but I, photography or I'd love to like start a brand yeah kind of working what? on something but oh you are cool uh, I want to know yeah I don't know if I really oh shit okay <laughs> you don't have cool. to you don't want to <laughs> um no it's so um I really want to do something like a sustainable um brand that's like well designed and you know all of mm-hmm. that and um there was a there is a product that I want to have made and I actually started I put a lot of time and effort into it earlier this year but it was hard to get a lot of the materials for it mm-hmm. into Indonesia and knowing where to get a manufacturer and stuff a lot of stuff's not online here it's like really you have to go out and find the right people and talk mm-hmm. to the right people to get the connections and <laughs> all the expats who do know don't share that info because they've done the hard work and they're like screw it <laughs> yeah. you need to find it yourself kind of thing but um so so that had um so it's the products all made from cork but then that had set me off onto like i discovered these yoga mats that are made from cork mm-hmm. um and it's like biodegradable the the rubber and everything so um it's thought there's you know there's a really good yoga market in um in bali already yeah and that was kind of so i kind of started changed that direction because I've also done a lot of yoga and really enjoy the practice and everything myself mm-hmm. and I was like sick like that's a cool direction to send it in to start off with as like a first product um, and when that creates revenue or when I do have the money to have more time to focus on the other things then I'll focus on that yeah so it's just a bit of a like a transition going into one direction to go back to the other yeah so it's yoga mats made of cork cork yeah that's cool um, yeah and then the other one um it's uh i'd rather not say it. no okay no. that's fine <laughs> we'll keep it for later for the next time <laughs> okay yeah. so so that would be like your end goal like business to kind of have yeah i just i'd love to just have something small and you know like mm-hmm. well crafted yeah and um, well designed yeah um don't really care about making too much money it was for a long time there was a big drive i just want to mm-hmm. have something that sustains yeah and keeps things going you know yeah just um, something that makes you happy that allows you to have a living fully yeah and that gives you time to still live your life as well yeah that is mm. the life goal in my yeah opinion. yeah it is it yeah is. so on you were talking about like how you don't like the idea of like an office job being so permanent mm. but if you were to find something like if that were to take off your yoga mats and yeah. that could be like your permanent thing do you think you'd be happy doing that um definitely yeah mm-hmm. um because it is it's something that i'm very interested in it's something that i yeah. believe in in terms of i mean the practice itself and the mm-hmm. whole philosophy of it but then also um you know creating something that's sustainable because yeah, that's kind that. of like for for yogis that's kind of like the one thing where it's like uh um you know that kind of that's the struggle because it's like mm-hmm. goes against the whole like the like morale or ethics of the ethics of it or whatever yeah it's like does so much damage um also one thing that's not sustainable in a way but um yeah i definitely i can see like 
uh, something I'd love to, you know, keep going with. Yeah. And if it expands and there's an interest in the market, then cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I think whatever I do, I'd like to keep it kind of small and manageable, you know? Yeah, yeah, Um, that's true. I feel, I just feel in in general, just whenever you see um, brands or franchises or whatever, like, when money becomes too much the objects and there's Mm -hmm. the expansion, Mm -hmm. it usually comes at the cost of, like... um, the the product or the service yeah. or um or also just the the at the expense of the bottom line of you know the people who are actually um doing the hard work you know yeah for sure um and for me that would be a key thing to always you know to have employees who actually are really interested in what they do being able to have them you know um well um that they earn proper salaries, not based on like a minimum wage or what you can pay them because it's a third world country or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So permanence isn't the fear as far as like career wise. It's more so just ending up in something. It's the lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. But if you were like locked down in that business idea that you love then it wouldn't be so scary yeah. yeah but i think it's also when you when you're doing your own thing you're creating your own mm-hmm. your own creative like brainchild yeah um so there's more drive to like you know push mm-hmm. that forward yeah as opposed to also when you're kind of doing someone else's you know yeah. fulfilling someone else's kind of like vision which which is actually not that in itself I guess because even being here like like this is not my place but like there's so much that I want to impart here mm-hmm. um, because I am passionate about surfing and mm-hmm. I can see how it you know this place it, it, um, it can have a lot of value here mm-hmm. um, and by me also giving that like I'm also learning a lot yeah like, you know being able to um take ideas and, and bring it to fruition mm-hmm. I think just to take it back there with the with the office thing I think where the the fear started kicking in was like I remember I was on like a probation that ended my salary was going to double all of that and then I knew I was commuting with public transport which took me hours every day and then mm-hmm. I, it, the, the, the idea became real of like okay well I'm going to have to buy a car which is gonna, you know, I'm gonna have to take a loan, and once I have that, it literally felt like shackles being t- tied, and it yeah. gave me anxiety, you know, and I was yeah. just like, oof, I don't like this, you know? Mm-hmm. As I said, that's why I love just how simple things are here. Yeah. The motorbike does it. Yeah. All of Asia, like, it's just, it's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that it's like at home or like, in the western world there's kind of this idea that like the more successful you are career-wise and like the higher you climb up like the corporate ladder and make more money Mm. like the happier you think that you will be but then it's like everybody here that i've met in indonesia like all the locals like it's not like they're ceos of big companies but they all seem to be so so happy yeah there's something interesting about that like yeah it's Oh, it's so true. Like, obviously, there's been heaps studies done of, mm-hmm. you know, showing how 
the poorest people are generally a lot happier. And this yeah. is something that I um, became very evident to me in, in Hanoi as well. Mm-hmm. Um, man, there was this like local um, restaurant that we every night or like most nights just go sit and eat at. And it's literally like a dollar for like the best like fur or yeah. um, fried noodles or whatever. And fuck like looking at at the employees i was thinking like man they're giving so much food it's so cheap mm-hmm. they cannot like the owners can't possibly be making hardly any money yeah can't imagine what they must be getting paid but the mm-hmm. employees were just always stoked you know yeah like they were just so happy and they had such a like good team like dynamic going on and mm-hmm. um and what I think they have a lot still is they really have that sense of community still, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it's not about... Um, I feel like in the West, like, we're so individualized, you know? Mm-hmm. We're, like, very much, like, on our own. Whereas in in Asia, there's still... And it's, it's sad because you're seeing it's kind of, like, losing that mm-hmm. um, with, like, all the change going on. But... There's really still a strong sense of community and that is what brings people that, you know, still like joy and happiness. They're working yeah. with people um, that they enjoy, have a sense of like the community with and because of that, like, you know, they're stoked and they don't really care about like, mm-hmm. how much am I earning. It's, yeah. Yeah. I feel like ambition, now I'm going to go on a tangent, but... No, go ahead. Um, I feel like ambition, it's something that we also value so much. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's such a great characteristic. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's also a lot of bad that comes with ambition, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like um, too much of it will also in the end make you happy or it comes at the expense of other people or the yeah. environment or, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's good to, I guess with everything, just find the middle way, you know, try yeah. to the balance, like always be very aware of like how you're going about and if you're happy and unhappy and if you're not, then have a look and see where you can pull things back in that's, yeah. you know, generating unhappiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's what we need to be valuing more is happiness. Yeah. And yeah. like... Not money, not ambition, but mm. but happiness. I heard you saying something to Owen the other day about um. You eavesdropping. Yeah, I was eavesdropping. Mm. I'm sorry. I was sitting right there. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, about how you know that life is kind of like in waves. Um, so like right now you feel like you're on like a like a happy kind yeah. of wave, but like you know that eventually like a not so happy one could be coming. Yeah. So. Um, it's, I mean, there's always an unhappy one coming, you know, it's, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the other thing as well is, um, I feel like happiness, it's become such a thing of marketing, you know, we just mm-hmm. bombarded every day with like, you know, what's going to make us happy, yeah. like, um, incremental, like little moments of fleeting happiness, if you buy this, whatever, like, you know, you're going to be happy, you're going to be whatever um but the thing is is happiness is also not a fixed state Mm -hmm. um everything in life so i just believe like in obviously it's undeniable it's not something you need to believe in but duality you know everything Mm -hmm. coexists like 
um, opposites, the one can't exist without the other. Yeah. You know? um, and I feel what I've just observed is it is just always, you know, you have a high when you're there, enjoy it. Don't, don't overthink it. Um, don't cling on to it. When it's there, just that's a good, that's an easy time to be present. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when, um, but then also just enjoy it knowing that you, you're going to go on a downer again. Yeah. And when that comes, sit with it. Don't try and get away from it. Accept it for what it is. It's yeah. inevitable. You're going to get those. Um, life is too complicated. There's too many variables that are outside of our control. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we like to think that we have more control over our lives and money and power and everything gives the illusion of that. Mm-hmm. And it does. You can, I guess you can um, manipulate or control yeah dictate certain um outcomes Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day like your internal um internally you can't really do much about that except for learning to accept just the way things are at any given time Mm -hmm. yeah and when you're in a downer that's fucking amazing times Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally but it's like (laughs) That is, I feel, when you learn most about yourself. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, it's when the mirror is up and you're like, okay, sick, cool, reflect, introspect. Like, what am I, what's there to, to learn and take away from this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's the sad times and like the down times where mm. you're going to get the lessons from. Like, yeah. the happy times are great, but yeah. you, I feel like you don't learn as much during those yeah. times as you would yeah. during the sad times. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also, it's just, you still be able to feel like you know mm-hmm. the fact that you can feel is good because people a lot of people just live on you know just experience that they're mm-hmm. like a flat line there's yeah. no up there's no down and that's like a, a worse place to be because it's just mm-hmm. like nothing gets you upset nothing gets you happy it's like your pulse is just stopped you know yeah so if you are experiencing highs if you are experiencing lows like be like sick cool Mm-hmm. I'm feeling this, you know? Yeah. And I'm yeah. riding it out. Yeah. Mm. It's like surfing, right? Yeah. The waves. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's, yeah, you get to, if you're open, you know, and as I said, like introspective, like you get to learn more. And the older you get, mm-hmm. like life gets cooler the older you get, you know, because you fucking get a better grip on it. You understand it better. Yeah. It's like you become better at life. Mm-hmm. Like, embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> Embrace getting older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sound like my therapist. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, like, actually, though, in a good way. Um, like, literally so many things that you just said right now, like, yeah. she says to me, because um, she knew that, like, I was going to surf camp, so she's always, like, telling me to ride the waves. Like, yeah, sometimes it'll be up, sometimes it'll be down, yeah. and, like, both are fine. And to, she said the exact thing that you said, like, just sit with it. Yeah. Which, it's important, like, to be present and not to be worrying about the future or be sad about the past, like, to mm. be where you are yeah. at yeah. that time. Amaze and I did this Vipassana course, like, three years ago, almost three years ago now, mm-hmm. um, which is based on, it's non-sectarial, but it's based mm-hmm. on, like, um, the teachings of Buddha. 
Okay. And that's, it all comes down to that. Just like impermanence, you know, like mm-hmm. change is inevitable. Everything's constantly changing. And it's kind of just what I was actually saying before. It's like, it's just about, you know, being present every moment and not clinging on to, you know, trying to avert anything or, or crave anything, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just what is, accept it mm-hmm. and know that it's changing, you know? Yeah. As I said, if it's good, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, it's not gonna last. Yeah. When it's bad, sit with it, mm-hmm. um, observe it. Yeah. It's gonna go away as well, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what it all really comes down to and I think that's been one of the biggest um, like I guess events or things that I've done in my life that has like Mm -hmm. really like imparted so much Um, it's like a 10 day silent retreat yeah just like yeah 10 hours meditation a day pretty much oh my god yeah it's it's intense it's so gnarly you don't speak for 10 days oh my gosh yeah I don't know that I'd be able to do that it's yeah it's pretty full on but it's you you realize how how much noise we take in mm-hmm. like whether it's visual you're not allowed to read nothing so yeah. it's like a lot of visual noise just how much we're talking just for the sake of like you know filling the air with yeah oh i absolutely do and, that so much oh uh, yeah yeah for sure <laughs> well huh. a little bit of buddhist meditation <laughs> yeah maybe that's what i need honestly that's good it's yeah it's definitely worth it it's yeah when was this that you did that uh i think it was january 2017 Mm -hmm. yeah wow yeah a while back but it's um it's weird because you do it and at the end it's like wow shit like that was insane like and also you just you realize how many layers there are to like you know like your mind and Mm -hmm. um how you're so how the voice just dictates everything you know like Mm -hmm. like it's just constantly like chatter chatter you know yeah and um so you learn to just yeah quiet it down a bit eventually Mm -hmm. Uh, but that also just comes with time and practice Mm -hmm. so like but then it's also still like you know always there so it's just about observing it and not attaching to that thought Mm-hmm. Um, so just yeah being like okay cool that's there uh, keep moving on yeah. yeah I haven't been practicing much meditation lately but can definitely when things get too much then it's like okay like I know I have to and mm-hmm. it's, it's a yeah it makes a world of difference yeah it's also been really good for for surfing mm-hmm. because um so surfing bigger waves with like longer hold downs you know mm-hmm. um just being able to stay super calm under the water yeah because the end of the day with a hold down like you never get a hold held down for that long mm-hmm. so um yeah basically you know it's just it's just go to your happy place go into nothingness and then just let the wave do what it needs to do it'll wash over and you'll pop out yeah but it's when you freak out when you burn all that or you know oxygen mm-hmm. and then yeah it makes everything worse 
Yeah. Okay, I feel like we should wrap uh, up soon. I hear people partying over there. Um, but oh, a little okay. bit of FOMO kicking in. <laughs> no, no, no. I I like where we are right Jeff. now, Jetta. I'm enjoying yeah. our time and I'm present. Thank you very <laughs> <Yes>. much. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but okay, yeah. So uh, my last few questions that I have here. Um, I want to ask um, this to basically everyone who I talk to. Um, so the first one is, what is something that you're learning right now? What am I learning? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um, how complex humans are mm-hmm. and managing them. Yeah. It's, um, I guess it's, it's the first one that I'm really managing people, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, I think like I always kind of make the mistake in life like you that I always just expect the same from people as what I would give kind yeah. of thing yeah and um and just realizing that you know everyone's got everyone's like on different kind of paths or different backgrounds and um and some people blow you away and others is just like oof you can't because you think, oh, that's what I would do, you know, expect that from someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Mm. That's, that's a uh, good lesson. Yeah. I don't mm. know. <laughs> I like that. Cool. Okay, <laughs> um, this next one is a big one. What is the biggest lesson that you've learned in your life? In my life? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um... Or not necessarily the biggest, but yeah, a big one. But what's like a... Mm. Something that stands out to you, maybe. I think the best is just... Um, well, the biggest lesson is just, you know, to to not care too much about what other people think, you know? Mm-hmm. Because that wall at the end, like, dictates your whole life. And... Um, at the end of the day, no one really cares about what you're doing or how you're looking or, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's very, everyone's got that same, you know, I think voice in the head where they kind of concerned about what, how they're coming across and what people are thinking about them. Um, and, you know, just, do whatever you want to do, say whatever you want to say, as long as it's not at the expense of someone else's, um, of hurting someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think um, if you just, if you try and base everything you do in love, like that's, you know, that's the best you can do. I like that. Cool. So act in love. And just also- act in love, yeah. And also, don't worry about what other people think. Yeah. Because they're worrying about themselves. Exactly. Everyone's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you sound like my blog. Like, I literally wrote, <laughs> like, a post, like, exactly saying those things. Yeah. Interesting. Sick. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you <laughs> thank so you much for being a guest on my podcast. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been awesome. Sick. I enjoyed this conversation a lot. Yeah, same. Great. Thank you so much. Cool. Shall we go drink? Let's go grab a drink. <laughs> cool. Thank you.